Fan Ramen. Who's got disinfectant wipes? Welcome to Fan Ramen. The official podcast of Black Ramen. We're a band who writes epic music for film and games. And we're here to read your fan fiction. I'm Lindy. Konnichiwa! I'm Ralph. Toire tope pakudasai. Behind the board is our awesome sound guy. And avocado aficionado. The, the holy fritoli of guacamole, Kevin. Coronavirus is here. Stay safe out there, you guys. With everything being closed, now is a good time to write. Make sure you wash your hands and take care of yourselves. There is a petition online called Wash Your F***ing Hands. I signed it. I used my nicely washed hands to type my name. Oh, your enthusiasm is life-saving. <laughs> it's not my enthusiasm that's life-saving. It's washing my f***ing hands. You too, listener, can sign at www.washfinghands.com. This next story is a Star Wars fic called Wash Your F***ing Hands. Bright underscore boisterous underscore bananas wrote this on archiveofourown.org. The coronavirus threatens the resistance base. The generals are very clear about expectations. Ray thinks she doesn't need to follow the rules. Ray snorts at the sign on the door to the hangar arrest room. It states, Attention all, wash your f***ing hands. All personnel are required to wash their f***ing hands after every time they use the restroom, leave or enter a public place, or especially before even thinking about putting food in their f***ing faces. If you witness someone who does not wash their f***ing hands, please recognize that it is your duty to immediately report them. A frequently asked question, how long should you wash your f***ing hands? Sing happy f***ing birthday twice, that's how long. Affectionately, the generals, Poe Dameron and Fit. Ray rolls her eyes. As Poe's wife, the rules don't apply to her. After a quick whiz, she barrels out the door eager to finish rewiring the hyperdrive on the Falcon. She smacks into Poe as she exits the bathroom. Good morning, Mrs. Dameron. He's giving her a flat stare with one eyebrow raised. What? You know what? He's dead serious. Back in you go. He points to the door of the bathroom. Ugh, she whines. Poe hears the water run for a nanosecond. Ray charges out of the bathroom, and she slams into Poe for the second time. That was definitely happy birthday twice. His voice sarcastic. Ray tries to escape, but he's too quick. He blocks her path to the right, then the left. My wife will not be a bad example for the resistance. He smirks, spins her, and pushes her back in. Ugh! She cries louder this time. 
As Poe listens to her angelic voice sing happy birthday, he leans his head on the door frame to steady himself. She whips the door open and barrels out. Poe's lips crash into hers as he backs her into the bathroom with a passionate kiss. Well, that started with corona and ended with kissing. What are you saying? It's such a new virus and there's so much research left. Someone should get coronavirus and see if it ends in kissing. I donate my body to science. Eager to take one for the team, I see. It's good knowledge to have. Mm, know what else is good knowledge to have? Uh, lottery ticket number. Winning lottery ticket number. Insider stock chart market trading. Uh, where to buy toilet paper. Uh. And this next fic will help us figure it out. This is a miraculous ladybug fic called The Toilet Paper Crisis. Our lovely author today is Writering Good Faith. And you can give this story a kudos on archiveofourown.org. It sounds like they need some extra rolls. I just need a sushi roll. I'll take an egg roll. Rick roll? A tootsie roll. Ooh, a pizza roll. A Tony Stark eye roll. Fruit roll-ups. Segway. Mm, now you're just saying words. Segway's roll. Toilet Paper Crisis, brought to you by Fan Ramen, the best podcast to shop for toilet paper. Tell all your friends. Adrian realized it was only with a certain privilege that the phrase moving out of the mansion could bring someone so much joy. After many years of painstaking study, he'd leapt into the world of academia as an associate professor for the one subject that never let him down, physics. His father supported him with his schooling on the condition that he stayed in the mansion and became a member of the board on Gabriel. And each monthly meeting, Adrian endured the cold tone of disapproval as he, again, had to explain not only to his father, but to the whole board, that he was still not interested in taking a meaningful role in the company. There were people far more qualified and interested in the position than he. And Gabriel designers didn't have much use for quantum mechanics. He still modeled for campaigns, as his father had asked, but these days, you'd much more likely to find him with his glasses on in the university library than on an advertisement at the bus stop. He was actually pretty grateful, as he did wear glasses now and tried to wear them as much as often when going out and never for photo shoots, in an attempt to draw a line between the persona of his two lives. But with each step he made towards independence, the more Adrian, with the math pun t-shirts and glasses and messy hair, won over the perfectly styled good model boy. And now, with the acceptance of his new job, in the beginning of true financial independence, his father could do nothing as he ventured out on his own to find his own apartment, put down the deposit, purchased Ikea furniture, and with Nino to only help slightly, assemble it all together himself. His father could do nothing to stop his plans, but this grocery store layout might be his breaking point. Now, he was well into his 20s, but surely it wasn't so incredibly crazy that this was his first time grocery shopping. He was looking for some toilet paper, but the aisles seemed completely empty. What was wrong? He stood in front of the empty shelves, not realizing how disheveled his blonde hair was becoming, 
as he ran his hand repeatedly through it and pondered the mystery of the missing bath tissue. <laughs> A girlish laugh interrupted his pondering. He turned around and blinked slowly at the girl beside him. She had dark hair and petite features, all scrunched up together in an adorable little laugh. She reminded him of his teenage crush on the animated ladybug superheroine of Paris cartoon. Long, dark hair framed bluebell eyes smiling up at him. If you want toilet paper, you're about eight hours too late. You need to have been here when the store opened at 7 a.m. Oh. Said Adrian, looking at his watch. But why? Huh? He tried to clarify his question. Well, why, why would it be sold out so quickly? Is this normal? Do you not read the news or have Facebook? I... His eyes shifted sidewards as he tried to think of the best way to explain how he never got into social media. His first attempt proving pretty disastrous. And he had been avoiding Natalie, his usual source of news, and not reading her daily emails because he felt a bit guilty about leaving the mansion. And what do you mean, is this normal? Do you not normally buy toilet paper? Why was this girl so clever? Ah, The first time he maybe wanted to impress someone and she had to expose his weaknesses all in one go. In any case, honesty was usually the best policy. Guilty on both accounts. He ventured, but she just laughed at him. Not in an unkind way. More in a way like he had just shared a joke which she had thought was funny. <laughs> COVID-19, look it up. It doesn't exactly explain why all the toilet paper is gone. You'd have to look into human psychology during times of panic for that. But that's kind of why it's gone. You, oh, you mean the coronavirus? I, I had no idea it had gotten that bad. Oh, yes, it has. Ooh. She nodded seriously. The fatality rate for the old is what is the most concerning. Best practices from the World Health Organization include washing your hands regularly, not touching your face, isolating yourself after travel for 14 days, and staying home if you've got any kind of sickness. Just in case. What, what are the symptoms? He asked. She listed from the top of her head. Runny nose, sore throat, cough, fever, difficulty breathing in severe cases. He clutched at his chest in a melodramatic fashion. If modeling all these years had taught him anything, it had taught him how to strike a pose. D difficulty breathing? He asked. Her eyes widened in shock. <gasps> oh no, are you okay? <sighs> Not anymore. You just took my breath away. A dead beat of silence passed as she ingested his words. He willed himself not to crack, not to laugh at his own joke. This was admittedly not his best joke. Tamaki would have been much more smooth, but he couldn't handle it anymore, and he started cackling. <laughs> With a bewildered expression on her face, she watched him carry on. In between laughs, he got out an introduction. My name is Adrian. He had to pause to laugh at her skeptical expression. And I would like to get to know you better. And if you're going to know anything about me, you should know that I have a terrible sense of humor. More laughs left him, but then he sobered <laughs> up and hastily added, I promise I'm not actually sick. Marinette, the side of her mouth curling into a bemused smile. You're terrible, she declared. I like it. 
She reached into her pocket, pulled out a card, and scribbled something onto it. When she handed it to him, he saw that it was her business card. Marinette du Pontchang, designer at Lova. Scribbled next to presumably her work phone were ten digits of her personal number. I'm not sick either, she said. Maybe when you've recovered from your terrible sense of humor, you can come over sometime? I've been working from home lately because of the virus. I've got a stock fridge of snacks, a couple of TV subscription options, and sufficient toilet paper. Between those options, we could probably stay entertained. He gulped. <clears throat> stay entertained? Is that what this was called these days? He needed to check with Nino, but Nino had been with Alia since forever, so perhaps he would not be much use or up to date with the lingo. Sure, Marinette. He ended up saying. He kind of enjoyed the way her name rolled off his tongue. With a dash of boldness, he added, If the world is going to explode into a pandemic, may as well spend its last moments with someone interesting. And then winked at her. She giggled. <laughs> now, don't get any forward ideas, she added warningly. I don't usually invite boys I just met over. Not that there's anything wrong with doing that, but I'm only inviting you over because it is safer to not hang out in public due to the COVID-19 outbreak. I promise I won't steal any toilet tissue. He grinned at her. She looked up at him, narrowing her eyes as she surveyed him. But I already know you're a thief. What do you mean? He asked. Because you just stole my heart. Oh. <laughs> Adrian's howl of laughter could be heard throughout the supermarket. People stopped their frantic trolley loading and turned at the source of the mirth. A small smile adorned on their worn-out faces as they unwittingly witnessed two people falling in love. Our hearts go out to the families and countries that have been affected by COVID-19. Mm -hmm. The death toll is rising, and we want to encourage everyone to take care of yourself and your communities. We're all in this together, and we are going to make it through. Remember to stay well-researched, but not anxious. Incomes are affected, health is affected, and travel is affected, but we can still stay supportive and connected. And hey, use this free time to be creative. Totally. Write more fan fiction. Mm -hmm. Submit it to us. We'd love to read your work. Submit by emailing your fiction to fanramenpodcast at gmail.com. Or you could submit on our website, www.fanramen.com. Stay safe and check out our Patreon. We have outtakes, extras, and bloopers. Thanks for tuning in, sheltering in place, and remaining COVID-free. This is Lindy. This is Ralph. And, and we'll, we'll see you the next time you're hungry. Produced by Lindy Day and Ralph Avalon. Sound design and engineering by Kevin Villagestone. Music by Black Ramen. Recorded and mixed in the Black Ramen Studios.